listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm Chuck Peters. It's so good to have you back with us. Hey, listen, if you're listening for the first time, I want to encourage you to go back out and check out our archives. We've got a ton of episodes that we've recorded over the years, all tips, tricks, tools, techniques, ideas, inspiration for kids ministry leaders. It's stuff that you should listen to as a leader, but there are many episodes that are that are really uh, well designed uh, for you to share with your volunteer teams, with your co-leaders, with even parents and families in some situations. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to connect with families. This may be something that you do. It may be something that you have some different team leaders who might also need tips and ideas on how they can connect with parents and families and caregivers. So as we talk about this episode, let's start off by directing you back to the archives. You can find them at kidsministry101.com, or you can go to our new landing page at lifeway.com slash kids, where you can find our podcast, our blog, all of our resources. It's, a, it's your one-stop shop, your one location, the one place to go to find it all at lifeway.com slash kids. So go and look there. If you want to pause and listen to other episodes first, you're welcome to do that. But we want to welcome you to come back to this one because this is a really, really good one. As we talk about engaging with parents, we know as we get called into kids ministry that many of us come into ministry because we enjoy working with children. We're gifted at communicating the gospel to kids and we're, we're called to serve kids and connect with them in a children's ministry setting. However, we we also know, leaders, it doesn't take long to learn that kids' ministry extends way beyond connecting and communicating with children. We need to be able to lead our leaders well, and we need to be able to build strong and good connections and establish good lines of communication with caregivers, with moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, those who are taking care of the children in, in their homes who are in our ministries. And so we need to have a good plan for how and when and what sort of information and connections we have with them. And so as we talk about this topic, we have brought back one of our favorites on the podcast, growing in popularity, the the ever popular and increasingly popular Isaac Kirstead. Hey, hey Isaac, hey, how are you? What's up, Chuck? Hey, Did Drake, you realize? You like, Chuck, I need Trey to like add applause at that point. Yeah, yeah like lots of group applause. Thank you. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> yes. Listeners, you may know Isaac from his days at Centra Kid Camps. You may recognize Isaac from his role on screen as a as a choreography <laughs> movement maker man in VBS. <laughs> if you've done VBS over the last several years, you may have seen Isaac in our training, but in the resource itself as well. And Isaac is now back with our team. He's been serving in the local church for a couple of years, leading a kid's ministry of his own. And now he's back with the LifeWay Kids team, developing content and experiences for us. We're glad to have him back on the team. Really glad to have him here to talk with us about how we can connect with parents. So we're going to do that today. But first... Isaac, every now and then, I know you know I like to do like a butt first. And oh no! You may okay. not have known that it's that it's always a surprise that you're <laughs> you're purposely this not isn't prepared. This is a very surprise. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for, this would be an easy one, I promise. Okay. So Isaac, you you and your wife Rachel, you have something new in your house. Yes. You've you've had a quiet home. That yes. You have established that I'm sure is knowing Rachel, it's probably like like decorated and designed and it's a curated experience. But now you have this new creature in your house. <laughs> yeah, tell us, tell us about Tucker. What's a Tucker? Uh, a Tucker is something that showed up in my house one day. No, he it's is not a, a child. Uh, no, he is a four month uh, golden doodle. 
puppy. So yes, uh, so I I came back from a trip, got in at 2 a.m. and the next morning, my wife is like, hey, we should get a dog. And in that sleep deprived nature that I was, she, I think she'd been planning this, knowing this trip was coming that cause she had a friend already set to say, Hey, this dog, the one that you've been wanting is on like a sale. We got a clearance puppy. It was great. Oh, it's discounted. It was a discounted dog. Yes. Good timing. So we, although Trey may or may not add applause for you, we're going to Oh, thank you. Yes. I'm going to applaud Rachel for her strategic implementation of, (laughs) hey, can we get a dog? And it worked. But don't tell her, but I, I, secret, I secretly love him. Like, he's been here for about <laughs> two, three weeks, and I secretly love him. Don't tell Rachel. I'm still like, oh, I can't believe we got a dog, but I, I so, secretly love him. But you're in this puppy phase. You're, yes. Because he's like a true puppy. Like oh, we, yes. we recently got a rescue dog. We had an old mm-hmm. dog who, who we lost a couple years ago, and we got a rescue dog who's already, I don't know, a year old or something. He's puppy-like, but mm-hmm. you're like serious puppy zone. Oh, we're like 4 a.m. wake up. Yeah, I was going to say. So like how many times a night are you getting up to take him outside? (laughs) So he's actually great. That was probably the best part about Tucker is that he sleeps through the night most of the time. So we've had a few 4 a.m.s, but for the most part, he's great at sleeping through the night. Honestly, as far as like the puppy, like trying to which one we could have gotten we got a very good one so we are very time some tricks he can already shake he can already sit down oh so he's smart there. good oh he's yeah, a little too smart sometimes yes yeah. he's a like, i know uh, rachel took him to get coffee this morning he already knew when he was getting in the car what they were he's like she's like oh yeah he knew we were going to get coffee he Does knew he the get like a like a he puppuccino like a, yes exactly yeah. yes <laughs> Rachel's taking him for coffee, but not you. I, I know. noticed that I was part like, of where, it. Where's my coffee? You never, you didn't bring, I'm working from home now. Like you, you get a bring pup it. cup, Isaac. I'm here. Let's go. Ah. Hey, that's just a lot of good whipped cream and sugar. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Hilarious. Well, I know there's a lot of people out there who are dog people. So congratulations on your new dog. We won't make comments about cats or cat people because I don't, I don't know. It's just not the same. Cats are awesome in their own way, but they're so kind of standoffish, you know? This is honestly my first pet in a long time, so is I don't really? know if I can actually have like a clear pet. I, I don't know if I and can join the I'm not looking to create debate. divisions, but there's something <laughs> cool about like when an animal is happy to see you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the purpose of an animal, I think. You know, it's like okay. when, when, when you come home and Tucker's all bouncy and jumpy and excited, he's like, Isaac's home, Isaac's home. Now you're home all the time, but you know, Rachel's home, Rachel's oh, yeah. home. Yes. That, that moment of joy and excitement is something that is so cool that God built that into an animal. I just love that. For sure. For sure. Dogs are enthusiastic. (laughs) But yes, that's a very accurate way to put them. (laughs) All right. Well, Isaac, speaking of enthusiastic, this is going to be like a really clunky segue. But speaking of enthusiastic, (laughs) I think we need to be enthusiastic about how we connect and communicate with parents. How's that? Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you that with the segue, we should just be just as excited to see our parents as bringing their kids into church on a Sunday as that puppy is to see us, right? Is that which is, is that awesome? Segue? Yeah, too many times we come to church, we're a little cat like. We're just kind of like, yeah, here they are. Yes. I'm going to go over here and lie down. But we let it, but communicating with parents is something that we certainly need to uh, to embrace, right? We we need to be enthusiastic about our desire to connect with parents and. About the ways that we engage with them so that we can make sure that they're aware of what's happening in our ministry, what we're teaching, what's going on, uh, how we can lead parents to lead their kids at home. And so we know that connecting with parents and partnering with them is a really, really important part of our ministries. 
For sure. I love that word partnering with parents. That is such a key thing for the church to be able to do because some of the these parents, they this some of these, this is their first child where they're saying, Hey, I'm still trying to figure out what it means to disciple a kid that is living in my home every single day, how I can be Christ to them, how I can help build them, how I can just lead them to know who Jesus is. And it's something that they're still learning. And some of them, if they have uh, one child, that's, they have they have that one opportunity. They have that one chance. So being able to be there as a resource to partner with them is so vital and so important. So part of that is we need to build connection with them. We need to have a, a rapport with our parents. Like it's great sure. if we can position ourselves on a on a Sunday morning or during a ministry time, uh, whether that's at drop off and pick up or whenever mm-hmm. that works, so that we can get to uh, associate a parent or a caring adult. If it's you know because they, they may be with a grandparent or a foster parent, oh, yeah. um, that we associate that adult with that child, so For we sure. know who goes with who. But we also need to capture a little bit of information from the parents, right? So that we can send messages and communications to them. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so connecting with parents, there are some parents that are going to say, hey, I'm going to respond to this text message. Some of them are going to, going to open an email that you send every week. Some of them are going to say, hey, I got them and I didn't open them. So that's why we have social media. And I love the idea that social media can be something that whether it's your first time at the church and you're like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to give my email out. We still get phone numbers, so we still have those for safety. But just simply following an Instagram, uh, liking a Facebook page, that is a simple kind of first step into the door that a family member can take and be connected already to your ministry so easily. We have people that connect with our um, Instagram that are watching online. So even if they've never set foot in the door of our church, they're still able to connect with some of the discipleship and some of the partnering that we're able to do with them. And you have done some cool things with your Instagram and putting up some teaching videos and some fun Mm -hmm. videos for kids to watch during the week. That's uh, not exactly what they're seeing when they show up at church, but that's something supplemental. For sure. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that I have been part of the VBS team. I've been part of the Century Kid team. And my role on those teams was actually as a graphic designer. So I have a huge passion for connecting something that looks really cool graphically mm-hmm. with something that is super functional that families, that teachers, that leaders can use. That's one of my big passions in life. And I love to be able to do that through the church. So uh, the first thing that we always um, send out kind of as our week, whole week schedule, our Sunday morning send out is something um, that we send an email and we send an Instagram message and it's something called car questions for kids. And I absolutely love this because it's something that um, we send it out during our first service. We have three services. We send it out during our first service. So all the families that are coming into church, they can kind of see it on their Instagram and maybe save it, uh, take a screenshot of it. Or as families are leaving church there, as they pull out their phones, they look at their Instagram, they're going to see um, a fun picture of the kids doing some activity on a Sunday morning. But then as they swipe over, they're going to see a list of questions that they can engage in the car. They can engage at lunch. We are giving them the first easy way to start the Mm -hmm. conversation of instead of saying, hey, how was your Sunday? We're saying, hey, we saw that you learned about this this morning. Tell us more about that. We're already creating those conversations so that they can be the disciplers in their own home, in their own car, at Quiznos after lunch, for lunch, wherever they're at. 
This episode brought to you by Quiznos. Yeah. What a delight. Let's get a sandwich after we're (laughs) done. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) No, so I love that. So that's that's your putting information for parents in a place that they can go and get, right? So that's that's a come and get come and find Mm -hmm. uh, that you can then promote. Hey, uh, after the service, go to our Instagram and you're going to find this that's already up there for you to find. Mm-hmm. But you're also sending things out to parents where you're pushing it out. Tell us about yes. your push your push plans. Yeah. So as part, um, we send every piece of information that goes up on social media. We also send it in an email. So we've realized that parents all parents are not the same. All families are not the same in how they consume information. So making it available on multiple platforms has been super important. So we do send out on social media, but we also send out that weekly email that goes out at the same time as that Instagram push, as the same time as that Facebook push. Um, and that has the car questions for kids, but it also has all of our news, our updates. When we were getting kids signed up for camp, that was always part of that email as well. That's something that I love that I can track. I can say, Ooh, these people have opened it. Hey, this email didn't do quite as well because I need to change my tagline or something like that. There's so many great things online that can help you send out emails, send out messages, um, and see, hey, this is what's working. These are who are opening the emails. Who this is who is not, and really try to find the audience to find the best way. We say audience, and we say it feels very marketing, right? But we can use so many of these great techniques to make the gospel known in a home. And I absolutely love being able to harness that power of some of these online um, devices to be able to make Jesus known in the home. And so email is certainly a tool that's accessible to everyone. Everybody has email. It's a simple thing to ask of a, of a parent to get what their email address is so you can send out to that email. Um, sure. now, but there may also be some generational differences in the, yeah. the age of the parents and in, in what, ch- what they prefer as mm-hmm. a means of communication. So you're sending email, but you're also using some other platforms. For sure. Yes, yes, yes. And one thing really quick with like the email and the social media is find something. If I was trying to do this all on a Sunday morning, it would be a mess and a half because I'm trying to be sure all the babies are good, all the preschool, elementary, everything's good. The last thing that I'm honestly thinking about on a Sunday morning is, ooh, did that email get Got to send that email. Yes. So have it. uh, There are so many great, uh, honestly, free resources online that you can use to schedule emails, to schedule Instagram posts. I remember one morning I I misscheduled it. I messed up. I set it for 10 p.m. instead of 10 a.m. And (laughs) I had so many Instagram messages that morning because parents were getting in their car and saying, okay, we have car questions for kids and they weren't there. And And honestly, that was, that was super, um, that was super encouraging to me because I was like, oh good. They're using somebody's looking. Yes. So, uh, it, but it also made it a priority and it also helps because I can do five weeks at a time scheduling those out and I can do send a bunch of emails at the same time and schedule those out. And I don't have to think about them until it's hits back up on my calendar at the beginning of the next month. So, so, so many resources Did that answer that question for you? You did. How are you using and are you using texting and Instagram as a way to push things out to people? Do you use Facebook? What are the platforms that you think are the top ones that, that a church leader might lean or look to? Yeah. So honestly, Instagram is the first place that a lot of our audience is looking um, to. We have a lot of people that are moving to this area that are saying, hey, I just want to kind of see what this 
uh, church is about. So the first place they're say they're looking is they're looking on our website. So be sure one that you have a super uh, inviting website, and our website Good, yeah. team at our church is absolutely phenomenal. They've uh, partnered with us in such a great way to say, hey, is when you look at the kids' website page, is this actually what kids' ministry looks like at the church? And I absolutely love that they are very intentional um, with that. So first place, when people are visiting or when people are checking out your church, is that website to have as much information, but in a way that doesn't feel like they're just getting blasted by information is super yeah. important. So then the next step for us that we have seen is through that Instagram. Um, we have a little bit of Facebook, but we kind of just that it hasn't been as successful for us. Mm -hmm. I know some churches, they have Facebook groups and it's phenomenal that they're able to put so much information and so much interaction. And I'm so excited when I see those, but that just hasn't been for, for us and our um, audience. So we actually have, uh, we use Instagram. We push out uh, the car questions for kids, but we also um, have a few other things that we push out during the week to keep that interaction because it's something that so many times people just absentmindedly open on their phone, but it's such a great reminder for parents to say, hey, I need to be intentional with that discipleship. So okay, uh, let's do a closing word on those platforms, and then let's yeah. move on to some some content about what okay, your messaging yeah. is about. So on that platform, I think the key is to, to is for you to know who your people are 100%. and to know what platforms your families prefer. So to just say always use Instagram or always use email or always use Facebook is not mm -hmm. do is not advising well. I hear you saying that. Yeah, you need to know what your families really prefer. There is something too. parents who are a little bit older. I'm, we still have a, a 13 year old. He's not in kids ministry any longer, but my wife and I, because of our age, we're Facebook people. We can't, we joined mm -hmm. Facebook when it was new and we've been with it all along. The younger generation than mine, the, the millennial generation and uh, our parents now have kids in kids ministry and they're more Instagram native. It's so important to know who you're talking to and who you're communicating with and use platforms that they prefer as opposed to the one that you may prefer because you as the leader, you yes. may be a Facebook person with an Instagram uh, audience or an Instagram person with a Facebook audience. It's so important that we know uh, that we're communicating in ways that connect with those we serve. And possibly that might mean using more than one because we may have people in both camps who don't cross over. For sure. I am like email. That is how that is not always my favorite communication, honestly. But that's one of the ways that we have found that we have the best interaction is when we send out these emails every week that say, hey, this is the news. This is everything. Our open rates are much higher than I would have ever expected. And that's something that I've had to learn because I've realized that that's what the parents who are really bought into our ministry, that's what they are using. Hmm. All right, so let's talk about content. And so yeah. you you mentioned having having a review material available immediately mm -hmm. that you can schedule that uh, on your Instagram or whatever you're using to let give give uh, adults some review questions that they can go to right away. But you have some other ideas about what sorts of information that you do share throughout the week. So tell us, what are some other things, Isaac, that you think are really important for us as leaders to have in mind uh, and and things that parents need to know about? 
Yeah, so few different ways that uh, you can look at it. Some of it is just, hey, we want to create interaction throughout the week. So sometimes it's going to be posting a funny photo with a kid with this craft, and they're jumping up and down, and it's saying, hey, give a thumbs up if you're uh, if you've been maybe. So we made harmonicas with rubber bands and like a popsicle sticks. So put a thumbs up in the comments if you've been hearing this harmonica all week, and we got great interaction from that because that was a craft that they made. We posted the picture of that. Super simple. But it's also a great opportunity to be able to have some moments of discipleship um, just through social media. So one thing that we have uh, loved to be able to do is we actually wrote about 20 different prayers that are connecting to our lesson. And this is just a family time prayer. It's about a little less than a paragraph long, three to four sentences. And it is a prayer that either the parents or the families can pray over their kids, or some weeks it's a prayer that they can pray with their kids. So when school starts, we have a prayer that they can pray with their kids as they leave the car first day of school. Sometimes it's a prayer over the kids. As kids were going into some of their final testing, we knew testing was coming up in our area. We had a prayer that the parents could pray over their kids um, during that testing time. And it's been really cool because um, like I said earlier, some of these parents, they've never prayed with a child. That Some of these pre- kid, or these parents, they don't know how to pray with a child. And giving them a word-for-word prayer is a way that we can help train, that we can help disciple not only the kids, but also the families as well to be able to give them opportunities to really love and pray for their kids. Mm. Great idea, those prayer prompts. And so as you do those, are those things that you pre, like, do you have a list of those things that yeah. you go to that you've pre uh, formatted and given time to, do you change it uh, on the fly? How do you lay out that, that list? Yeah. So uh, normally at the beginning of the semester, um, what part of our uh, kids team meeting will um, set some time aside and say, Hey, these are some of the prayers that we want uh, to have scheduled throughout the semester. And we'll kind of look at a big calendar. We'll say, okay, these maybe eight to 10 days in the next quarter. We really want to have these prayers. So we'll assign them out. We'll have a big doc and we'll all add our different prayers, the ones that we were assigned into it. And it's uh, been really cool to see even how the tone, because we have a different, we have a few different generations on our kids team. So it's been really fun for some of the parents that have kids that have grown up for them to write some of our prayers and say, Hey, this is the prayer that I love praying for my kid. And then for me, who doesn't have kids, I get to say, Hey, this is a prayer I would love to pray with some of these kids that I know are in this ministry. So it's been really cool to see how the different points of view, the different times of life when we're writing these and then equipping parents with them, how it's really changed how parents see discipleship. And such a great kind of a simple thing to ask a parent to do. You're not asking mm-hmm. them to teach a Bible story, oh, yeah. do a Bible study, just to say, hey, here's how you can pray for and with your kids. Great sure. idea, those prayer prompts. Yeah, and Excellent. that's one of the things uh, with social media, we we tend not to say, okay, here's a three-point sermon that we need mm-hmm. you to give to your kids. You need to have seven different uh, – <laughs> you need to have uh, baking soda and vinegar and yeah, food coloring, yeah. and I need you to make this as a preparation before you present the devotion. I mean, sometimes we have some object lessons in some of these devotionals that we'll send home, but – 
for the most part, this is something that they can read on their phone, they can get in an email, and they can immediately do with their parent or with their kids. And I think that's so important. That's a, that's a really good observation, Isaac, that we need to be remember is that we this is not a place for us to write long form. This isn't a <laughs> blog post or paragraphs of content. Now, mm -hmm. if you have a blog, you can send a include a link to your blog in a newsletter oh, yeah. or something. Hey, click sure. here to get this longer article. But we need to keep it short. It's easy to use a lot of words. Sometimes it's harder to be nugget sized. So we need to keep things bite sized. Oh, yes. When we put a, I think we put a like 50 to 100 word word count on some of these prayers one time and it included the verse. And I was like, oh no, like my that's, verse is 75 words. That's I, half I, of it. Yes. I, and then you also recommend, Isaac, news and updates. There, there, there yeah. are things happening that parents need to know about. And it's really smart to have a place to keep those online that's accessible, but also mm -hmm. to send them out as well. What kind of news and updates would you include as important things to communicate? Yeah. So things like uh, child dedication, that's something that we always send in a once a week scheduled email. When we know that it's coming up in the next month and a half, starting six weeks out, we'll send that. Um, things like camp, when we were doing camp signups, that was something that was part of that informational email and also on social media, because you can never just send it in one place. Always have it in multiple places. If you take anything else away from it, always have it in multiple places. So And don't send trust sending it home with kids. Oh, right, because you oh can no. say, kids, take this home. That's not okay. going to happen. <laughs> really quick. Can I, can I give a really quick nugget? Yeah, this please. is not social media related, but <laughs> this is something that actually uh, Tristan, our <laughs> kids director, came up with. So uh, we printed stickers for – we were doing an event called Popsicles in the Park. So we printed stickers, and we're like, we've sent this through like our social media platforms. We got a little bit of response, but not tons of response. So we printed stickers that said where it was going to be how, what time, all of that information. And we put stickers and we stuck them to every single kid on our way out the door. And so we had a sticker one of the, right on the kid. So yeah. yes. So it was the best, I think like marketing we could have ever done. Cause we had so many kids just come get a pop school at the park because we attached the information to the children and it was super fun. We've done it for a few other things and we've had great response to it all right, that's because a great idea. it was something bonus that was tip. super easy. Yes. Bonus tip, not social media, go get a bunch of stickers and just print them and attach them to kids. How fun. All right, let's go back to your news and updates. Yes. So you said okay. you said parent dedication, uh, yes. camp, sign up. I'm sure yeah, like baptism. baptism. Yeah. Yes. All of that stuff, uh, put it in that email and make it consistent. This is something that was super huge for us. We had emails sometimes going on Sundays, sometimes going on Wednesdays. But when we said, hey, what is the time that we know that parents are looking at it most? And honestly, for every group of parents, it could be different. For ours, it was that Sunday morning. It, that was the best time for us to reach it. Um, we sent, it took us about, honestly, two to three months where we were sending at different times. I was looking at numbers um, and it was really interesting to see hey, this is when they're looking at it. So being intentional with that time and send it at the same time every single week to create that consistency. So they are expecting it. They know when it's coming. Um, yeah, so all that information is there. And then one other part with that is partner with your church-wide communication. Be sure that you have great communication with them as well so that they can add it to the email that they send out during the week. So they can add it to their news. If you guys do news in the morning, if you guys do a bulletin in the morning, be sure that you are giving them plenty of leeway, plenty of head start. And you're not saying, Ooh, Hey, I forgot the center kid, uh, signups. So those in this week, can we do a quick thing for that? Give them plenty of time. The more information that they have, the better information they're going to be able to give to the parents, to the families as well. 
And then I think it's probably wise to be findable or reachable. So uh, rather than just having a generic account where no one can find you, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, the leader, Mm -hmm. include a way that they can connect with you rather than merely just a news announcement about, you know, where to, where to go to sign up for camp. Or if you have questions, contact me at is always good to include. For sure. I always, I included, it was always interesting because I would always include my email and I would also include our kids general email. And it was so much fun to see how more often that they would uh, send me a message rather than just like kids at bridge.tv because it was something that they wanted to talk to a real person. And I loved being available for them in that way. Awesome. Isaac, thank you again for being back on the podcast with us. Thanks thanks for for your great insights about connecting with parents and using using all the socials to do it. I think there's a that's a great resource. It's something that probably most of us are already doing, but it's so nice to hear such a wide range of ideas and ways that we can use email, social media, uh, stickers on a kid's head, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you need to communicate well with parents. So Isaac, thank you. Well, thank you, Chuck. Listeners, thank you as always. We we hope that the information that we share is stuff that's really practical to you. And so talking about how we can make better use of email and social media and learn which, uh, which platforms are best to connect with our parents are the kind of things that we want to use to encourage you and inform you so that you can do what works best in your context, really all for the sake of connecting you with kids and families and connecting them with the gospel and with the Lord Jesus. So we are, uh, we are happy for you uh, to have been a part of this discussion, and we hope that it's something that you put to use. You can always reach out to us and let us know. We're findable. Uh, you can find Isaac at first name dot last name at lifeway.com and you can go ahead and message him if you have questions for him or you can email us generically there you go thank you for listening today we'll see you back again soon for another episode of the kids ministry 101 podcast 